Welcome, welcome everyone to Twin Lepathy Real Talk Podcast, where we keep it real all the time, and all the time we keep it real. I am your host, Katina Twin, better known as Mocha Sweet. And I am your co-host, Katrina, better known as Queen Angel, and we are the Wonder Twins. (laughs) What's up, sis? not too much i'm spending the weekend in orlando i am at the wyndham hotel um in um bonnet creek it's uh called bonnet creek creek and um it's a resort and they have so many different amenities they have a lazy river they have Hmm. a few bars um they have uh a bunch of different pools um it's very nice here wow things are so nice i mean they're they're like full apartments um we're in a two-bedroom apartment right now um, on the third floor it's very 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 nice how was your day today cool well today it was saturday and i'm off today and it was pretty lazy day for me i just you know, chilled out, got me some rest, of course. And now I'm getting ready after we do this podcast. I'm getting ready to hang out with my brother, Sorrell, and um, a friend of ours from work, Kiki. Um, and we're just going to hang out, drink, have some fun, you know, just chill. Okay. Just chill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but my week has been, uh, you know, ups and downs, but I thank God that, you know, everything is everything um, I'm still blessed no matter what okay yes exactly I am blessed also um, I'm just pretty much I'm just so blessed that that I'm doing this podcast with you and this you know this is episode 22 22 girl <laughs> <laughs> I'm 22 oh my god this is so exciting like yes. it really is yes. so yeah, so have you ever thought about the exotic dancing business? We'll yes, say. yes. Um, I have thought about it. I don't know if I could have could have gotten gotten myself out of out in there, you know, and done anything like that. Like because I'm a shy person. Not that it's because it's a bad thing. No, it's because I'm a shy person. So I don't know if I would be able to be a dancer in the exotic world. I don't know me either like and I used to be so self-conscious of my body and stuff like I don't have a good body for that so that and the fact that I will be it's hard for me to take my clothes off in front of a lot of people now when I'm by myself or when I'm with one person that's something different but being so I don't know if I would have been good but we do have a guest on that's going to be joining us shortly um that is going to talk to us about the exotic dancing industry, the ins, the outs, the the good, the bad, and the ugly. Twin <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone um, is thinking about getting into the the exotic dancing industry or business, um, maybe this is something you should listen to because um, you know she's going to tell us everything everything about the industry things people do not talk about um 
you know, stuff. So, I, and I found that uh, the business be, being very interesting. So I said, you know what? Let's talk to her. Let's get her on the show and yes. talk to her. Yes. But but before we go, we do that, we're going to take a quick break. But before we take our break, um, I just want to clarify some things from the last show when we were talking about um, Tank and uh, R. Kelly about, you know, supporting them. And it was brought to my attention that even though we do not pay for their music on the um, music, all the music platforms out there, we just download them. They still get a portion of that money. Yes, that's true. That's true. So, Makes sense. Yeah. So I want to cl- clarify that. And also, um, I want to clarify to Mr. A and Will y'all I told y'all that I was going to tell y'all that I'm sorry and I'm sorry so there you got your um apology over the um over the internet waves y'all know what I'm talking about (laughs) yes and and you know what I don't know what you talked about but okay and I do have a clarification too because we've been talking about um Ray J Ray J and his wife and the baby and I um said her name wrong her name is not precious her name is princess so <laughs> i uh i, I want to clarify that i did make a mistake on her name not not intentionally um her name is princess so it's ray j and princess they are expecting a new baby a new baby boy so congratulations oh. to them again yes Okay, so now that we got all of that out of the way, let's go ahead and take a quick break and um, listen to these words from our sponsors. And we will be back with you guys. We will be right back. Welcome, welcome back to Twin Lepathy Real Talk Podcast, where we keep it real all the time, and all the time we keep it real. Oh, excuse me, I can't talk. And we are your host, the Wonder Twins, and we are back with our special guest. And our special guest is one of our Brat sisters, um, who we just recently met a few months ago in San Antonio. With a, we had a big. Um, Brats reunion and we finally got to meet with a lot of brats that we've been talking to over the past few months and um so we met this young lady and she had a very very interesting story and I at that time I told her that I wanted to have her on the show so um you guys please say hello to Miss Angie Cockrell Reed how are you girl I'm doing great. How you girls doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. I'm glad to have you on the show, sweet. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm we've been looking forward to this. Yes, we've been talking about this for a long time, and we finally had an opportunity. So, let's get right into it. We want to talk to you about the exotic dancing um, industry. Okay. Um. Ever since, I think ever since um, Ice Cube's movie came out, um, what's the name of the movie? I forget. Players, Players Club. Club. Yes, <laughs> Players Club. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. It was just fun. I guess I'm so excited to be talking to you about it. But ever since that movie came out, I've been kind of interested in the industry and how 
that works and is it really that way that they portrayed it in the movie because with everything there is a good and there is a bad so um first of all let's ask you a few questions when did you um start into the business i started actually in 1990 when i left a year after i left germany and my father passed away and I got into the industry. I was actually 17, so I kind of snuck in. Mm-hmm. But it was a club here in Houston off of 59. They had these big neon lights. It always caught my attention. And I was always a dancer anyway. I did the drill team, all of that. And so I went in there one day, and they let me in, and the manager came up to me, and I noticed at that time that this was 90. So it wasn't black girls weren't working in the Italian club. And um, I actually worked with Anna Nicole Smith. No kidding. She was one of the first women that taught me the game. Wow. It's a big difference between day shift, night shift, white club, black club. It's three levels of entertainment, entertainers, I might say. So it's, it's a whole world within a world. Wow. So when you so when you went in there and you told them like I want I want to dance, what did they tell you? What did did they make you audition right there in front of them? Or uh, actually, how did that go? Actually I got I got lucky that um because when I went in manager, the first manager I met at the time, who was considered one of the best in the game, um, Ronnie Greenwood, he just was real nice. He just came up talking to me and I'm looking at all these girls. A lot of them at the time, this one, breast implants were big time for white girls. And, um, you know, he was like, you know, you're a pretty girl, you you doing in here? And I said, I was just checking it out. You know, I've never been afraid of anything. So he said, you think you could do something you'd want to do? And I said, yeah, but um, I don't look like any of them. Straight up, you know, I thick at the time and, you know, I was fine, but I wasn't that kind of, you know, what they, to me, they weren't fine. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think I was going to fit in that world. And he said, well, I really need some pretty black girls in here. Would you consider it? And I said, shit, why not? And he brought another girl over who, I'm not going to say her name, but she's a big time porn star now. Wow. And, um, she um, took me to the dressing room. I didn't have nothing. Mm. And they fully dressed me, and I just got on the stage. I went. I was nervous. I mean, I'm, I was nervous every time I go to a club. Mm-hmm. So you know, you never lose the nerve. But I just, I, you know, being a benefit to being a brat and growing up overseas in the '80s with all the rock concerts and <laughs> having a blended family. So I had a brother who was in the rock and roll. So I knew I could dance to anything. Right. And that's kind of what established me in the game was that I could dance any kind okay and so my first song was welcome to the jungle oh wow (laughs) and i I destroyed it and from then on it was just it i don't know it was the money was good money wasn't always good the money ain't great now for a lot of girls that are in the industry but that freedom i had on that stage is what kept me in the game okay okay now Okay, you talk about nerves. Like me, for instance, um, I don't ever think that I could 
be able to take my clothes off in front of strangers. So what was that's it? the easiest? That's when it's the easiest. Really? When the homeboys would come with like I had two lives because and it wasn't because I was ashamed. I just knew I had homeboys because I've always been like the only girl in the crew. Mm -hmm. So I knew my homeboys wouldn't understand. They just wouldn't understand. Like it was just. This, you know, here, hey, wait a minute. First of all, most people couldn't figure out who the hell and where I came from anyway, coming from overseas. Right. But mm -hmm. then, you know, this accent that they say I had and all this. So I have this persona that I don't think people would have understood. But when it's strangers, you know that nine times out of ten, the only time you're going to see that fool again is when he in there trying to see you from it. Because... Because when you out in the streets, there's a code. It's like whatever stays in Vegas, stays in Vegas. Right. What happens in right. Vegas, same thing. If you see my ass in the strip club and I look like I'm with my mama, don't be running down the street telling me, legend, legend. <laughs> and that's like, you don't know me, motherfucker. Don't play with me. So, um, <laughs> you know, so I never kind of worried about getting anybody seeing me. The, the nerves is like in the movie when she realized that was her professor. Mm -hmm. that came in there yes. and mm -hmm. that was something that she had kept to herself and so it is that's when it's like oh my god holy shit you know I've been snatched off the stage by somebody by a relative what yeah what? he had a he had a meltdown and I'm not gonna name his name but my first cousin is in the hall of fame of the NFL wow and he was not happy when he found out I was in that club and I was a dancer so wow. it's a it's a mixed thing when it comes to it's easier believe it or not when you're dealing with strangers but your nerves come in once you conquered that first stage even if all you got was a dollar and you didn't fall you didn't bust your ass <laughs> you know you you didn't stand up there like you know you're stiff as hell you just got into it you know once you conquer that first time it gets real easy the the hard part comes when you go from new from dancing in clothes and going all new oh. that's when the nerves kick in okay yeah. okay so have you done now that? let me well let me ask you this before you get, go to the next one what you said legend it that mm -hmm. was your stage name that was my stage name that was the when i first started i didn't really know what i was going to go by so um i went by bronx because everybody always assumed i was from new york so they just called me bronx but i knew uh, I was already thuggish. I didn't need to have a thuggish dance name anyway. You, know, I need, you, know, you need something I needed, sexy. I needed something sexy. And also because the, the, the strip game is about conversation. Conversation ruled the nation. Mm. And there would be times when, and this is what I learned from the, the big, you know, the dancer like Anna Nicole. They told me, you should be able to walk out of club on a good money night with at least five without, with only doing maybe one take. Five hundred, five cheese, five hundred. That's just okay. on it. It could be a regular slow night. You know, the game is not always good like that. Sometimes that ain't enough. Hmm. But um, uh, but you, the goal is to not have done a lot of work. The goal is you is to really just to have conversation. So the name Legend came around because you know I always had such interact. You know, growing up military. And I'm not your usual girl. When I sit down with someone, I'm talking about football. I'm talking about sports. We have arguments. We have deep conversations. You know, it's not about, you know, I've been a psychologist. I've been all counselor. I know so many people's business. I'm full of secrets. Um, I've seen some of the biggest deals in the world made 
in a strip club, mm, you know, wow. big CEOs. So, you know, just that whole environment you have to take in, you have to know that you shouldn't have to, once I sit down next to that man, I don't really want him to touch me. I want him to focus eyes up, even mm-hmm. though I'm there. But the goal, the more money you make, is some eyes up. Mm. It really is. It really is. Wow. You know how good you can hold your liquor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did you ever have to take a drink before you went on stage? <laughs> I always, well, see, this is the deal. This is most clubs. You walk in, the girls are always, you're allowed to drink on the house. Mm-hmm. So a lot of girls, as soon as they get in, as soon as you get dressed, you hit the floor, you get your drink. Sometimes, you know, me, I was always a leader. So I'd go get my, if I had my drink, I'd get my drink and I'd go sit down in the corner and I'd get So I could watch, get the vibes, see what girls I might have to cuss out. Different <laughs> stuff because I was, once I got in the game and I knew the game, I was always going to be top, not maybe not top producer, but top as far as the girls were concerned. You know, mm-hmm. if there was an issue in the dressing room, if I had to get involved, that shit was squashed immediately. Ooh. So I was always a, the house mom long before I should have been called a house mom. Age wise. Wow. So they do, so they have certain statuses, in other words? Oh, oh, absolutely. Just in dancing alone, I tell anybody, and I'll give you the perfect quote. I don't know if y'all remember Whoopi Goldberg and Sister Act, too. Mm-hmm. When she said, I was not a, a show girl, I was a headline. That, that, yes. is same, that is the same thing in that industry. You have what we call strippers, dancers, and then entertainers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, and you were an entertainer? entertainer. Yeah, oh. a headliner. I oh. had my name in life. <laughs> wow. Because I would travel. I would get paid to go perform in other clubs. You know, we would swap out back in the day. It would be like, Five girls from Atlanta would come to Houston, stay in one of our apartments, and then five of us would go to Atlanta. And they come work our club, we go work their club. Wow. We used to do stuff like that. You know, just to kind of move around and, you know, get some different exposure, work in different clubs. Houston has always been the number one strip club capital. Oh, really? There were more strip clubs. There were actually more strip clubs per corner before there were mega churches. Wow. Um, a A lot of strip clubs um, Texas was one of the first states that had to write what they call a grandfather law, which they still have. Like you can't build a liquor store or something near, you know, a hundred feet to a church or something. So Texas was the first state to have that because the strip clubs they they were fighting for priority. Mm. Like we were here first, right? If the yeah. church the church knew that we were here and they wanted to build here because they thought they could stop the heathens from coming here. <laughs> to be here on Friday night. <laughs> and be here on Sunday night. Yes. And everybody be at church on Sunday morning. Yes, so, wow. whatever. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's where the licenses came in. Okay. That's when you had different levels of how you could dance as well, too. Because, oh, okay. so, like in Texas, it became, and not every place in Texas, different counties have different rules. But Harris County, it got to where you didn't have a dance license. You had to cover your breasts, your nipples with like pasties or, you know, like there's this liquid stuff. So your nipples are not showing. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't wear a G-string. You had to wear a full body. Mm. But if you had a dance license, then you could wear a G-string. Your breasts didn't have to be covered or you could dance all of it. Wow. wow. So this license, was it each per 
dancer had to get their own oh, license yeah. or you had to go you had to go to uh city of Houston to the vice department to the law and get fingerprinted and everything I mean there were several girls who went to jail from down there trying to get their license and they might have had a warrant they didn't know about it wow they, they, yeah they do it thorough mm-hmm. and do- because if they raid the club and you're say you're dancing and your breasts aren't covered and you have on this g-string and you're walking around and vice running there under covers in there and you don't have no dance license that's automatic you're going to jail wow and were there is there a fee for this license oh yeah it was like 165 dollars oh wow yes ma'am Yes, and is it was it per year? Did you did you have to renew uh, it per year? We had to renew them every year. Damn. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. The city don't let it fool you. The city makes big money off the of strip club. Wow, didn't know that at all. Didn't know that. So, and and so every year, so every year it would be one hundred and sixty dollars every, every year. year. It, yep. Mm-hmm. If you wanted that license, if you didn't want to renew it, you could still dance. You just couldn't be caught. Just put wow. it like this: you couldn't be caught. Not following, following, you know, the rules. It took me years to get a license. And the reason I didn't want to get one, because I didn't want my, I already had my name attached to enough fucked up shit. <laughs> I, didn't want to have, I didn't want to have a dance license too. But then once my mother found out and I told my mom and she came to see me, then it was over. Then I was cool. So I got one ahead and got me a license. And that was when I finally, I had been in the game probably 12 years before I danced all new. Oh wow. oh wow so before again before we get to the all new um so how long would you say it took you from being a stripper because that's the bottom of the totem pole correct mm-hmm. uh-huh. to, to a headliner which is the top of the totem pole oh okay well that probably took maybe five years because given to I, I would dance and then I would stop for a couple then I'm like mm. I would go back um, it just depends. But when I first started, I was, you know, I was in this high-end club, but I was really nothing, really wasn't nobody. But then I left, I went to college, you know, but in college, I danced in college and I danced in Austin, um, where there's a lot of, you know, politicians and things like that. So I became an entertainer. So really from maybe three years where I was you know, really making headliner type money, but my name wasn't in life yet. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, but I was making because I was able, and because of the way I look, light skin. You know, I wasn't the typical, you know, pretty chocolate black girl with the ash and put the drink on. Wish I was. I probably would have made a killing. <laughs> but, but I was, <laughs> but I was able to fit into the racist because it is a racist game. Is it? And, um, Oh, it, yeah, it can be extremely racist. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, girl. And black girls, we are beasts. We. The fuck is white bitch don't come in my motherfucking club for me? You gonna hide this bitch on a Friday. <laughs> fuck wrong with you, man? I'm already tired. I'm already looking at these funk ass bitches. Now you gonna bring this motherfucking snow bunny up in here? You lost your motherfucking mind. That's exactly how it goes. Oh, right Just like that. Yes. And then wow. if you're in the white club, too black. No, for years you couldn't dance to rap. What? In, wow. the, in the white club. Oh no, ma'am. That was my benefit. That was to my that I could dance to anything. I yeah. used to yes. get surprise DJ. Yeah. Because you have black girls who, man, I can't dance to that. Won't even try. Baby, I'll get up there and do rascal flats on you in a second. <laughs> 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 I 
yes, ma'am. So that I gave look at you, my crowd. Yeah. So that gave you a bit of an edge over. That gave me an edge. Yes. Okay. Now, um, can you just can you tell us a little bit of the let's say the the money bracket from a stripper to a dancer to an entertainer? Okay. Strippers can age. Now, the money can be the same in all three levels. You can be in like a lower, like small club and still make, you know, headliner money. But a lot of times as you get more established in the game and get to where, you know, you're starting to travel or tour or headline in the club, it's like, you know, you well, your name will be in lights and you'll be, you know, like the main act. And that's when you start signing contracts. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting you're getting money up front. You're getting, you know, courted to come to that city, perform in that club, because uh, they think you can bring money in. A lot of times, you know, even though it's a big world, it's also a very small mm-hmm. world. As far as word of mouth, you know, you might travel and go somewhere. You know, like everybody knows about sports in New York. You know, different kind of clubs that you know, where certain type of people be, and so. You know, you might want to work at that club to see if you can get in, you know, just even as a headliner. But that's when you, you know, you have to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, girl can just walk into any club. It just don't work that way. You can walk into a club and think you're one of the baddest women on the planet. And they'll be like, well, try it. We're not oh, Wow. Oh, yeah. It ain't just pretty girls. Oh, just fine. Got to ask for days to just walk. No, it don't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, you, you, you have to, and they'll ask you like, you know, um, have you had experience? Some clubs won't even take girls who don't have experience. Oh, wow. You know, they, um, clubs, when I first started, they didn't want you to have tattoos. Well, really? no tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. No tattoos. It was, um, that's why the girls that had tattoos and stuff, they worked in the news club. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm. It was a whole different, like, they, yeah, it was like, a, you know, I don't know if y'all are familiar, how flight attendants used to be steward. I don't know what the correct word is. Yeah. Now, it's flight attendants now. It used to be stewardesses. Okay. When they were stewardesses, you could, they wouldn't hire you with tattoos. I know. I went to the process. Oh. So they, they not touch you with tattoos. Same thing. And that's dancing. Some clubs will make you cover. Oh. oh. They had to but if you had like some big rock tattoo coming sleeves up on your arm, uh-uh. wow. So when you talk about the white and black portion of it, what were the what were the differences as far as race is concerned? Um, black girls weren't considered pretty. They weren't considered money makers. They, a lot of clubs and club owners didn't think that black girls could bring in business. Wow. Mm. Uh, it, it became an eye opener when um, a black girl could, would come in the club and they would see how the white men would react to her. Mm. Uh, it, it became an eye opening experience for a lot of owners. And I'm going to tell you something a lot of the club owners, they're not white, they're Middle Eastern. Really? Oh, wow. Eight out of 10. Strip club on I know in Houston are Middle Eastern. Mm. They are not black. They are not white. They are not Hispanic. They are Middle Eastern. But they will have managers who are white. 
people and the managers, it's not the owners that matter. It's the managers that matter. That's who comes to clubs. There's a lot of business. The managers bring managers, you know, they know people. Right. And they want to have a certain type of girl. And a lot of times back, especially, in the, you know, I know I can't speak for the 80s, but I know the 90s, they were still on that level that the bigger breasted white girls, even blonde headed white girls were still better than brunette. Oh. There was that mindset just like in everything else. oh wow being in the business as long as you have been when did you see the barriers start to break it's still that way it's that's why you have girls working certain you know certain clubs and the girls are listen i i learned you know i'm just who i am i'm the same way i don't care which building i walk in. i can't change i've tried it doesn't work for me i can't be fake i can't do mm-hmm. none of that but i've seen girls who I've walked in, I left a club, which I would call a medium, I call a medium club. It's a, not a really big club. It's probably a max club of 500, but everybody know it, you know, the homeboys, not your homeboys, but the guys that come in there, you got a lot of regulars you become cool with, you know, so that it's, a, it's not stuffy, it's real laid back, hip hop, pop on the stage type shit, you know, and, um, but then go to another club, which like in Houston, this club don't exist anymore, so I'll throw it out there. It's called Rick's Cabaret. And there were three of them. Rick's North, Rick's South, and Rick's Galleria. And the Rick's and the Galleria, even in the club itself, in the dressing room, there was a VIP dressing room, then it was a regular dressing room. And once you got into, when I first started working there, I wasn't in the VIP, no, I was a VIP broad. I wasn't in the VIP. I got in there. You know, we from the same city. There was, you know, I came over there because another girl recruited me and uh, I was coming back. You know, I'd taken like three months off, so I would come back and go to mm-hmm. the club. You know, yeah, you your fallback clubs. And, you know, I walk into Mulan and, what's up, legend? You trying to work? Yep, come on. <laughs> you know, I already know I'm right. going to work when mm-hmm. I walk in there. My Ritz, it was a whole new at the interview. You know, there, I never went through that where they would take your shirt off, you know, go in the manager's and look at your body. I never personally went through that. Right. So um, I know a lot of girls say they went in the interview and they had to do that. I never had a scumbag manager to me. Wow. Um, usually they just look at me, you know, usually they just look at me or, you mm-hmm. know, or once I got to a point where I'd say my name, legend, oh, legend, oh, okay. I've heard of you before, I've seen you. Oh, wow. I can name drop as well. So when I came to Rick's, you know, they kind of had recruited me, so I went there. But when I got in that dressing room, those VIP girls, and it was another light-skinned black girl, she looked at me like I was not even there. Actually, she looked like, wow. Didn't say two words to me. Mm-hmm. But then I got my VIP box. Wow. And that bitch was like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, she was, but she was shitty. She was, you know, she was a shitty person. It wasn't because of me she was leaving, but, you know, it was, that was the experience. I knew that if me and her were in that dressing room together, just us, there would be no conversation. Oh, wow. And how, how do you know how long she had been in the industry? Oh, she had been in the industry a minute. She was a little older than me. She was bad, too. She deserved all whatever, you know, but she had a bad she, instead of embracing competition, you could tell she was someone who, she liked being the only light-skinned black girl. Uh-huh. So when you came along, it was, it was, it was animosity. It was kind of, yeah, it was animosity, but then it wasn't just me. I think they just kind of started opening the doors more to women. Okay. Because, you know, 
done there. Hispanic girls started working there, another pretty, you know, chocolate black girl. So we became a little bit more apt. Okay, guys, so we are going to take a quick break and we will be back to continue this conversation. So we are back. We are back with our guest, Angie Cockrell-Reed, who's talking to us about the exotic dancing industry. So like I was saying to you on the break that this business, I had no idea how this business is, but it is just no different from the entertainment business. It's actually the exact same thing. It, it is. It really is. You are an entertainer. You same rules um, with any commission job. You got to put your hands on your money. You know, it, it, you have to have the same discipline. Um, you just have to be strong, though. Like um, the money can be fast. Like, and I found myself doing this. You know, I'm not going to worry about this because I can make that money tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. and then you don't have another $500 night for a week. Mm. and you start tripping you know then you grind it too hard then you start getting in your feelings because there's some woman in there that you think ain't about shit is having a great night you want to beat her head in <laughs> you know trash, but you know you still gotta keep it 100 and, and don't hate on nobody else money right, right. Mm-hmm. yeah um, and i think like like any industry you know dancing was like the stock market you had good stocks bad stocks you know, when the, the country went into a recession, so did a lot of dancers. Wow. Believe it. But then on sometimes, when everybody else is doing bad, dancers are doing good because motherfuckers be miserable. So they come <laughs> see their strengths. Some of their strengths just happen to wear G-strings. Yeah. And a lot of women that are not in industry just have a man that goes to a strip club. They They are intimidated by that. They are but, extremely. It's, but let me tell you something. Whoa, the best money to make as a dancer is when you get a couple. The couple comes in, you cater to that woman, honey. If she like you, your pockets are fat. Wow. Yes, ma'am. You you act like he ain't even sitting there. Damn. Cater to the woman. That's rule number one when you're dealing with a couple. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that but makes sense. Is, a lot of women are very, you hunting with that stripper? I can't, you cheating on me with a stripper. Girl, that stripper probably got more money than you and your mama. She <laughs> probably got more education than everybody in your household. Because it's not, it is a more of what I liked about Players Club, even though I thought it was kind of cheesy. It is kind of like that. It do be fighting and um, some underhanded, yeah, exactly like that. But the point of her paying to go to school that is what you see seven out of ten. In the bigger clubs, most girls are in school. That nope. is the truth. Yeah. Um, the, the drug problem is not, you can make money selling drugs inside these clubs, but the drug use is not as rampant as you think either. Okay. It's, it's really not. It's, it's, you know, you have girls who, you know, they might hit the joint outside or something like that, but just getting fucked up and no, not at all. That's a mess. Okay. Well, I do got to keep, you got to stay maintained. You know what I mean? You got to right. stay maintained. You can't be, and then, you know, that's what one thing when I was in a the club, there's a couple girls who are alive because of me. One girl OD'd on pills. 
it's, let me tell you, she's Lebanese chick. She spoke six languages. Her father had diplomatic, she had diplomatic immunity, but she wow. wanted to be a dancer only because she got lost on the stage and nobody fucked with her. her yeah. All the pressures, her family, she didn't have none of that, but she was had a, she had a pill problem and she OD'd and the other girls were so sick of her pill sloppiness that they got to where they didn't care anymore. But I wasn't going to let that happen. And one day they came got me legend. She's in there OD and I went in there. A lot of clubs, they don't even want to call the police. You know, the ambulance, because the ambulance comes here, come to police. Now we got the drug dog. Mm-hmm. So it's a, that's why a lot of clubs, they don't play that. They will fire you on the spot. They know you're full of drugs. Right. So it's not as ratchet on that level as people think that it is. Mm-hmm. But now do they have, okay, like, for instance, in the movie, when the girl got raped during the private parties, do they have that things? Okay. That has happened. Now, her, the way she got beat up like that, I've never seen that, but I can tell y'all, I lost two friends to a serial killer down here in the killing fields. So, there are dancers that have been murdered. But, um, as, but the rape, yeah, it, it absolutely does happen. But that's why if you do decide to do a private party, you're not... You got to know who you're going with. You got to know what you're doing. A lot of times, girls don't go do no private parties without security. Right. Wow. Bottom right. line. Now, do, when they when they take security, do they have to pay them out of their own money, or is that an arrangement through the clubs or what? No, it's usually your your own thing. Unless you're working for a traveling type um, club where you work, where that is what y'all do is only private. You don't work club. But if I'm in the club and someone, hey, we're throwing a bachelor party legend, would you be willing to do it? Or do you have girls that would be willing? You know, I would usually, when someone asks you, it's someone you know already. They're a customer who's been in there, somebody you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. You kind of have an idea what they might be looking for. But you do get paid up front. Um, usually get paid when you get there. Uh, but you take care of your own security. That usually doesn't happen. Now, if the club arranges it, that's different. Like we used to do, um, when I worked at a, I used to work at a club here, which is my favorite club. It's not, they don't have the same name anymore, but at the time it was called Caligula. I retired from there three times. They <laughs> 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 put my G-string in a frame three different times. Um, just like they put jerseys up in stadiums. So I had a little clout there, but we used to, they used oh. to sponsor the Houston Boxing Association. Mm-hmm. So they would have some, like five girls when there'd be boxing matches down at the, legendary rice hotel down here um like five of us girls would have to get all dolled up not regular we'd have to get like an evening gown type like at the reunion when we have the oh, the casino night. yeah yes. get yeah. dolled up like that yeah and go in limo we leave the club and we go some of the girls might we like me i never because of tattoos and stuff i couldn't walk around like being the, the ring girl that carries the card like you know round three round mm. four but mm-hmm. I would still be in, I'd be right there in the front in the tennis and with the manager of the club. And I'd be representing for that club because we were one of the main sponsors. So, okay. um, you know, there were things like that. I would get paid to make appearances like that as well. But if okay. I was going to come because I was invited to some headline club, if my name was going to be on that marquee, I was getting paid before I even got there. Wow. I would have to be picked up. I had someone pick me up from the airport. And sometimes I'd come in low key. They wouldn't even know I was there. I've I've came in before and a night before and went and sat in the club that I was gonna be headlining in and just to see how the club reacted, nobody even knew I was there. 
Wow. Oh, no, that was me. Yeah, I do my, yeah, I do my, I'm army brat, you know what I mean? I'm, I, I don't know. Hell you know? yeah. Yeah. You just sometimes, and it's, a, it's, it can be a dangerous world. You, it really can if you don't watch your back. You can't, you know, you already know you can't really trust too many people. You know, girl yeah. skill, girl skill, and, and a lot of people, a lot of, you know, women, we're hard on each other. Yeah. Uh, we don't, sometimes we're not that welcoming. Why is this bitch? I look better than me. Why is she headline? Because I, I entertain. See, that's what separates the game. Right, I get up exactly. here, anybody, not everybody can twerk either, but most girls, they think with some big booty can twerk. I know girls who can't twerk, but I could work a pole so cold to anything. And that was another yeah. thing. See, I could entertain. And that's what yes. ended up separating me from, from the rest. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, do you, you, you told us before that you work, do pole dancing. So how, how do you, how did you start with pole dancing? I just sitting in the club and there was this girl, uh, I, uh, black girl, thick, beautiful. Okay, she was absolutely, she was thick. She, I mean, you know, you just wouldn't have thought that she could work the pole as well as she could because at this particular club, it was one of them skinny poles. And her second song was, because your second song is always like your slow song. And um, she did Prince, Purple Rain Girl. And she did this perfect split coming down this pole in air. You know, she was holding herself on the pole with one arm while her legs were in this perfect split. And I was like, oh, wow. I got to that. <laughs> and the next time I got, I came to work, cause I told her, I said, you're going to teach me that pole. And she was like, it ain't nothing. Just get over your fear of, she goes, remember how, remember y'all in Germany, our playgrounds, we would flip and do like the back uh, yes. flip, you know, we yes. got on the pole, like the, you know, yes. gymnastics move. That's all it is. All the pole is, is, arm strength it's the best pilates workout that you'll wow. ever do if you ever want to get five go to a wow. size in the world but it's just a matter of mind and strength mm -hmm. a little bit of strength and she said it's all you got to do is just grab that pole and flip and wrap your legs around mm -hmm. the pole she goes once you do that the rest mm -hmm. will come and i was Doing Phil Collins in the air tonight, which to this day, in my opinion, is the best pole song. I thought about what she said, and when that drum beat hit, I grabbed that pole, I flipped around, and I flipped so fast that I started spinning. I had to do my hands like them gymnasts do their hands on those poles on that, on that double. And if I wouldn't, I would have landed on my head. So all, to everyone else, it looks like I'm flying around this pole. But to me, all I'm seeing is I'm upside down. And if I lose my hands, mm. I'm out of there. And I just went with it. And but my legs, I knew my legs were on the pole. And that's when I was able, because I'm, you know, once you get them thighs around that pole, lock on, you're not coming okay. off the pole. So that's when I realized I'm on it. Go with it, and I just politely slid down the pole. I realized, not letting anyone know that I was terrified because I thought I was going to go either flying off stage completely, <laughs> or I was going to drop and lose my hands. And but that was my first dominant. I just did it, just went with it. 
but I still had to really learn it because there were still different, you know, you can't just grab the phone and jump up there all like you used to do the rope <laughs> challenge and but sure. Now you have to, you know, there's some people, you know, tell you how to teach you how to do it, but it, I don't, you know, I'm kind of fortunate. I'm an athlete. Yeah. You know how we are. Mm-hmm. We still right. Play. So it was things like that just came natural to me, but I'm also competitive. So if you can do it, I want right. to do it too. Plus I knew there was respect okay. in the pole. If you can work the pole, that gets, I'm going to tell you, that's what get other dancers off to come break your they brand really? you that they make if they you get on that pole and die really oh absolutely I would leave my club and go to a club that would stay open mm-hmm. later than mine because they were all nude and all nudes in Texas at the time were BYOB mm. so um, since they didn't sell liquor they could stay mm-hmm. open later so and it was it was called scores. Um, it was the scores they opened here in Ace Town. But there was a girl that could dance. And she could rock that pole, mm-hmm. you know. Oh my! And they had a pole that was like probably fifteen feet. It went all the way. It wow! Because there's <laughs> really yes. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's when Wyclef they came out with that nine one one. Some nine one one. That mm-hmm. was her song. Baby, she went up that pole like it wasn't nothing, and I'm just looking for because that I mean that pole went up. And baby, she did about 16 wow. tricks before she got to the line. Every dollar I made that night, I made it. Yes, on. indeed. Wow. Out of respect, and I was not the only one. I mean, it was just you had to respect, and she knew I was mm-hmm. a fellow dancer. Mm-hmm. She knew that. And she tried to come tell me afterwards, girl, here. I was like, well, you better do Exactly. <laughs> you better take <laughs> that <Yeah>. money. <laughs> like, girl, you know, because sometimes, too, we'd have to go in there and show men how to respect yeah. the game. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Ain't not, nobody works for free. Ask your mom. Yes, indeed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, coming in. You come in there, want to just sit there and look at us while we on the stage. And then I don't work for free. I sit right down. That's right. I don't work for free, honey. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Uh uh-uh. uh. You can't. The movie theater ain't going to. The movie ain't going to start at that theater. And you ain't got that ticket. Ain't going to mess cut your ass right up out of there. <laughs> bye bye. So, um, um, so, we're going to take a, a little break. And we will continue our conversation. Yes. So we will be right back. I would say no, I don't pole dance anymore. I don't teach anymore. Yeah, I mean, I would love to learn how to pole dance. I, I think it's so, it's sexy. It's just, it, it looks a lot of fun. And it's just, I've always been interested in doing that. But I'm, I'm again, I'm a shy person. And like, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't see myself doing it. But I would love to learn it. Well, right. you know, it's pole dancing, if you take a pole dancing class, it's just like if you take a spin class. You know, it's a private class. It'd probably be very few people. And everyone feels the same way you do. It's like your first time going to the gym. Mm. It's the same thing. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, it's just like that. Only difference is you're, you know, with your leg warmers, you got heels. Okay. Because you know, they teach you and you learn and heal. Um, but it's the the confidence that it gives women is very surprising. It's a good confidence. It oh. really is. Oh wow. And, and there's nothing like finding your your inner Sasha. You know, oh. your inner legend. Like I'm legend. You know, when people would say. You know, when Will Smith came out that movie, I Am Legend, I would tell everybody, no, I am legend. <laughs> <laughs> I own that name, you know, because one of my customers actually is an a entertainment attorney. And he told me one day, he goes, you know, I've been in a lot of strip clubs. I've never heard anyone named Legend. He goes, you ever thought about trademarking your name, patting your name as an entertainer? Mm. And I said, no. He goes, you can own your name in this business you're in a certain kind of industry and that means once you own it nobody else can use it and if they do you sue their ass in federal court and i did that Ooh, wow and so i know that i own just like biggie smalls and you know everybody own their name i own my name yeah because that's that's uh something that we are trying to do with twin lepathy real talk podcast we're trying to you know, own our name. So, you know, privately, we're going to have to talk to you <laughs> and ask you yeah, how. That's what I do now. I'm, I'm just a boring old bookkeeper, um, uh, mobile assistant. I, I, I've been doing taxes and bookkeeping for 20 years now. I have a, my own business. So that's what I do now. But I tell my husband, I just told him the other day, I'll get on that pole on it in a second. <laughs> I feel God put some of them young girls to shame. Honey. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, yeah, indeed. Like, you don't never lose it. And, you know, the, the, I never had any shame in it. You know, once my mama came and seen me on stage and made it rain and then told me, help her give me my money back, I was just like, <laughs> you know, she told me two things. Don't ever call me from jail talking about you got a hoe mm. That's the only time I'm going to have a problem with you. Yeah. So how did she take it when she found out that you were there? I was surprised. My mother, me, ah, just a phase or like with everything, be the best. And be still, you can still be a lady. That's good because most parents would not look at it that way with their, you know, finding out that. Because it's yeah, a stigma with it's a stigma with being an ex- yeah it's about sex and it's not always about that yeah because they assume strips dancing sex drugs yes. and it don't always be most most women they go to work that's their job they don't take it home right you don't have most clubs you know I like clubs I worked in where the boyfriends weren't allowed in you couldn't your boyfriend couldn't be in there sitting in the club while you work good you know and then, um. You know, we didn't, I never dated customers. You know, I had friends. I had customers we might hang out with or something, but never dated any customers. Okay. Clubs, some clubs will fire you for that. They see you leave with a customer, even on the night is over, the day is over, you get fired for that because that's like prostitution. Yes. Yeah. And they don't want to be a part mm-hmm. of that. Yes, exactly. Now, so you, you had to, you still, you know, and I'm not saying it ain't no skank ratchet hoes in the game. No, because there's, a lot of times the reason the money will go down because it started getting where, you know, if a guy came to me and said, how much for a table dance? And I'm in a club where our table dance will start at 40. And then you got a girl say, well, I'll do it for 20. That cuts your money. Yeah. So you got this guy, well, why pay 40 when I get it from her with 20 plus she does extra. You right. know, he started, that's when the money starts being an issue. When you have girls that'll do anything for a dollar. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because but when we all stay on one accord with what we charge, you pay, you 
So you want to dance for me? That's who you're going to get it from because I'm going to charge the same thing that, you know, well, what a legend tell you, 40, but that's what I charge. Right. You know, so, but when you have girls undercutting each other, which you have, and those girls usually don't last long because we run the models out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can always find out who does what. Oh, it, oh, immediately because all of a sudden girls are being in the dressing room ready to kill a bit. <laughs> yeah. And what's going on, man? This bitch undercutting my money. I mean, it's there's there's still rules. You don't undercut nobody's money. You don't steal nobody's customers. You don't. If a, a girl man is in there, you don't fuck, try to flirt with a man, and you don't steal. Mm-hmm. You steal. Lock that dressing room door, and we wear your ass out. Ooh, yes. That's how we roll. Play that. You know, when I was, I had mentioned to y'all about unionizing, I know um, there's a show now that comes on, I think, we, um, after the poll or something like that, where they focus on some dancers from Atlanta. Um, And and I I like the show. I think the show is good. I think it could get a little bit more in-depth, more in-depth of what was going on in the industry. But a lot of dancers are talking about unionizing, and they should be allowed to unionize because, you know... You're still treated like cattle, right? You know, without the girls, these clubs don't make no money. No, they and don't. They, the girls need to have rights. I mean, some of these girls do it like me. I did it for 17 years. You know, um, it, it could have been a career. I should have been able to. You know, I wrote it off on taxes. Did you? Oh yeah, I filed my taxes. I had to too, though, only my name, and because when I got to where I was traveling. Um, and when I worked in Vegas, they give you 1099. So you oh, right, right. So you file your taxes. Okay. And, you know, that's, and that's it too. If you want, I mean, the goal is to be bigger than what you are. A lot of girls get into their business because the money is good. And, you know, why should I go work on a job for two weeks when I can make that in two days? Exactly, you know, or a day. But it don't always be like that. That's not every day. There, You'll have a week where there's nothing going on. Really? Oh, absolutely. Wow. You have really bad dead time. I know here in Houston, a good time always been when, when it rained. When it rained, strip clubs made money. <laughs> I don't know. If you were in the club, I don't know. But, you know, we made money when the weather was bad. Wow. I did one time right before Hurricane um, Harvey. Not Harvey. It was Hurricane um, Ike. When Ike hit Houston real bad. Mm. And um, I danced all the way up until we had the club to close. Close the club, I mean because they were still coming in. And Damn. Then, um, after um, after I hit, you know, we had no power in Houston, so all these, you know, other companies from out of town came to help get the power on. And the club I worked at at the time, there was a hotel right behind the club. Well, a whole bunch of electricians from Iowa, wherever they were, that came down to help out, mm-hmm. stayed in that hotel. So they got the hotel lights on, our lights on, before anybody. <laughs> so they were in the city trying to get the city back up and running. They would come to the club that night. Oh. So we, we were the only club up and running and we made killing. I bet y'all oh. did. I yeah, bet. Yeah. Country fed white boys. <laughs> they had a good time. So, you know, I bet they did. Oh, yes, ma'am. So, okay. you know, I don't knock the game, I, I love it. I still walk in a club right now and make it rain if I can on somebody. And um, still walking there with my head held high like I could outdo any of them at any time. Wow. I know that's right. 
it was a good point in my life because it, it for me, no, I never have regrets. I ain't got no shame. That's the problem. <laughs> um, being in the industry itself, it taught me a lot. It, it taught me I could see my, the spirit of discernment came over me even more being in there because I could really see the snakes in the grass. You know, mm-hmm. and you, it's just like people say when you go to prison, you can't find a friend. That's not true. You can actually make some really good friends and meet some really good girls in the industry. And I did that. Mm-hmm. And I got, I've seen girls, I, I watched a friend of mine get her doctorate degree and we met 16 years ago in a club. Wow. And got her doctorate last week and, you know, we still stayed in touch. So you could still, you know, you still see great things come out of good people and Players Club, it, it did kind of show that part of a girl just trying to better herself mm-hmm. and why not use what you got? Ain't nothing wrong with it. No, it's you not. You gotta be sure that you stay like my mother said to me, stay a lady. That's right. Yes, stay a lady. And exactly. that's all I would tell any girl, stay a lady. Right. Yep. Caught it. And the one thing they said in Players Club is make the money, don't let it make, make you. Money. Yeah, sure did. It's a motto to live by if you go into that entertainment. And it's just like going into the rap game. Mm-hmm. It is it can be brutal. Right. You can have everybody make money but not you. Right. You know, just different things. You can feel used, abused. You have people, you know, you can get frustrated with, with men and people thinking that you work for free and, you know, disrespect you or, you know, people think, oh, are you dance, you a hoe, or, you know, you're on drugs. No. No. But no. don't be mad because I'm, I'm sitting pretty right now. Are you? Right. Exactly. Yeah, people have women, you know, they like prostitutes. You know, you can be mad at prostitution all you want. It's the oldest profession in the world for a reason. It is. And everybody pays for the nana. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They do. It's not free. You could call your mama and ask her. She'll tell you. Because my mama told me, ain't nothing free. Nana, like my mom say, don't give away the snack candy. Amen. Straight up. It ain't free. Yeah. yeah. So you have, um, okay, so you guys remember the movie Showgirls? Yes. Yes. Okay, so what she went from being a dancer to a showgirl. That's what I did in Vegas. I worked as a showgirl. Wow. Treacherous. Because you have to maintain a certain weight. You have to dance with that stuff on you. Um, you have to keep that pasty, stupid smile on your face. Mm-hmm. But also very close. Like when I worked as a showgirl, I was isolated. I had to stay at the hotel. I lived in the hotel. I worked for the Bellagio and I oh. lived in the hotel. Wow. Uh, everything is very structured. Like you're not, you kind of don't have your own life. It's like you work, you're under contract with the hotel. You are under contract. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it, it can be very treacherous. It's, because they don't let it's big business to become a showgirl like you've made it if you can become a showgirl because they're not really strippers anymore right, right. They don't really get yeah so you want to be a showgirl if you can get into that it's very good living mm-hmm. but it's very structured very isolated at least it was for me i don't you know i'm 46 mm-hmm. now so some things might have changed but <laughs> it's a very very um that's like winning a beauty pageant in a way when you try to become a showgirl wow so how did you get how did you get end up getting into the show the showgirl Uh, arena uh traveling did a i did a show in vegas and a friend of mine said you ever thought about being a showgirl and i said nah we gotta think about it you know you're pretty 
you probably, you know, you're always smiling. You probably could, you know, get in it and the money. So once again, my mentality is let me give it a shot. Let's see what you're talking about. And once again, walking in there and you got these snooty ass Caucasian sisters. <laughs> <laughs> to be there. Mm. And well, okay, bitch, we'll see. <laughs> you know, that's my motivation. My motivation is I'm on a don't tell me I can't do something. Right? Yeah, I'm the same way. My daddy jumped in the jungles. I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, whatever. <laughs> what, okay. Um, so that's why how I ended up getting into it. But I kind of, once I got into it, I really wanted to be out of it. Why? Wow. But the money was very lucrative. And it, mm-hmm. was, constant. it was consistent. Because you're, you're on payroll. Mm-hmm. You're getting a check. Oh, so wow. That, but it was, you know, that's those women definitely should be allowed to unionize and get health care yes. and things like that. Yes. Have an IRA. Yes. Yeah. They but no, they don't. You're just a pretty face in this little outfit kicking up the legs. Oh, wow. Mm. That's why I prefer dancing because I prefer being independent. Yeah. Not at the mercy of anybody else. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back. Okay, so how long were you in the showgirl business? I did that for about almost four or five years, probably about four and a half. And then I was done. I was ready to come back to Houston and, you know, take a break from that for a while. Okay, now how how much does does a showgirl make? I was clearing about sixty-eight thousand, and this was early two thousand. What a year! About sixty-eight thousand a year, mm-hmm. and I was getting paid W two. I was like, you know, on a salary. Damn. Because I stayed at the hotel, so I was doing pretty well. Now I don't know, you know, and it's another thing. It's like becoming a prima ballerina. You can be a ballerina, but you're not the prima. Right. Right. So money can occur. Also, and then you also have older women. It's still ranking the game too. You have women who have been showgirls. They know that industry. They know every hotel owner. You know mm-hmm. things like that. So you, you start from the bottom, and you know, and a lot of places don't matter who you were in this club or <clears throat> if your name was out there. You still are starting from the bottom. Yeah, right. You can be very catty. Now, catty. now was yeah. it was it similar to the movie or was that you know? It was as far as the competitiveness, yeah. It, it was very much like that, and, and the cattiness and getting and because it's a closed world, you know. That's why, like you know, girls will get involved with, you know, the the choreographer or something like that because it's so closed world. Everybody, you know, you're just not here and there. It's like the girls uh, who work at like the bunny ranch down there. They live there. Mm, yes. Yeah. They don't leave, and it's just same kind of same concept. You don't leave. Mm. You're almost stuck in that bubble, right? Uh, and that's what I didn't like about it. Yeah, and it was the same thing over and over. Same costume, heavy headgear. You know, that's good for some people. For me, that's not always good for me. I might not be feeling the bouncy today. I might want to get up there and dance to every dark song that's ever been made. <laughs> I might be in that kind of mood, you know. Mm-hmm. I might be in a Michael Jackson, Mama Say, Mama Say, Mama. <laughs> I you know, I might be in that so many, you know, that so many tears from pop that day. I just don't know what mood I might be in. But as a showgirl, you got to plaster that fake smile and, and get to kicking and 
that just wore out really quick for me. It's just the money was Yeah. Yeah, because you're used to, you're used to being a free agent, in other words, kind of. Exactly. You know, doing what you want to do and yeah. how you want to do it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm not too prime on, you know. Structure. I didn't want to do the course. Not anymore. Not, not in that industry. Right. If I was, you know, I didn't want to, I felt like if I was going to get into this to be somebody's eye candy, it got to be under my, the way I want it. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. You know, I had to control my, my money. I didn't, you know, it was cool, but and some girls, that's all they shut out to be are showgirls. Like, that's amazing. Right. Uh, it wasn't for me. Right. But I, you know, I don't, like I said, it's money, it's consistent money, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Right. Okay. You burn out. You do. I mean, you get burned out, but there's a love for it. I'm not going to lie. It's a love for it. I still love it. Um, I still love it now. I was very, happy to see the show come out with the black girls, you know, the dancers from Atlanta. Um, I was really happy to see a show like that where they ain't just focus on the club, they focus on their lives. Because yeah. these are real, real lives. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Waters, what, repeat the name. Re- not take care of entire household. Right. Repeat right. the name of it again so I can look it up. I believe it's called After the Poll or it's on WeTV. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we We'll have to check it out. Check it out. It's, um, it, I thought it was a pretty good show. I um, uh, the few episodes I had caught because it's not it hasn't been on long. I think they're just in their second season. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think they brought it a little bit. They need to talk to me. <laughs> right. Well, maybe maybe you can get maybe. in touch with them or something. Okay. You know. Send them your podcast. Yeah. Yes. Y'all are famous. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we we're trying to get there. You know, we we've been trying to you know do different things, and you know this for us has become uh, more and more every day. So we're being really blessed, and I see us going very very far with this. I, I'm talking on somebody else's show, interviewing about how we got started. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hope so. I'm definitely proud of y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Absolutely. It's wonderful. I've been listening to y'all podcast. They've been really good. You see, I'm always gotten an opinion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you and we love you, girl. Yes, we love, love you. you. Thank yes. you. I have, when I tell my husband, I said, me dancing, he said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, honey. Okay. <laughs> my husband came to see me one time because me and my husband were friends. I was seventeen. Um, he finally came when I first told him. He was like, "I'm you don't dance. Not you." No, uh, you know he was like, "What?" Then when he came, it was so funny because he's not that kind of guy anyway, really, to ever go to the strip club. Mm-hmm. And I knew that when he was just my homeboy. But so when he came in to tip me, when he laid the money on the stage, he turned. <laughs> his head the other way so he was like trying to feel where the stage was to drop the money without looking at oh me. my god <laughs> so it's funny when he says you know you ain't never stripped for me and I'm like and it's probably never gonna happen you talk about shy <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird but he know I jump on stage right now honey and get woo okay yes indeed yeah, wait outside, honey. I'll be right back. We're going to make some <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. And he can respect that about you. That's what I like. That's love. Oh, yeah, he already knows. See, I've made that very clear. If it ever got bad, 
I tell my daughter them that too. G O grandbabies now. I get on that phone. I don't want to hear that. You know. <laughs> oh my god so uh, we really really again we really want to thank you for being on the show with us and you know sharing your experience because like I said it's always been something that I was interested in knowing more about when I first seen the movie um players club yes yes because I really wanted to know if the lifestyle was really like that but I didn't know of anyone to talk it, to it really is, it is, that movie really is kind of as close as you're going to get um, as far as what I think it was to me more about because Showgirls and Players Club actually are two different versions of the game mm-hmm. right and it really is but they both actually even though a lot of people didn't like Showgirls if you were in that industry you loved it right because you know that it's kind of got down to it and right. it's competitive it's rough you know Listen, mm. girls were so judgmental in the new club. When you first start in the new club and you get on and you open your legs, the girl's going to come tip you first to let you know if you got a pretty nana. What? And they'll tell you that, girl, you're going to make some money. You got a pretty nana. And not because nobody's touching you. It's because when you open that leg, you all knew when guys come to tip you, they appreciate a nana that they could beat the hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, sir. Every that's when I learned there was three versions of the rainbow on the nana helmet. That was well, well, wrong, but I was going to the nude side, so I was learning all over again. Gotcha. So moves that you don't do when you dance nude compared to when you dance club. So it's a very in-depth um, industry, but if you can get in it and stay a lady and stay smart, you can do well. Right. Wow. So how so how did you get into the new portion of it? I just the clubs just I was wanted to try a different club and you know there's certain clubs just weren't making money. It was kind of that time where we were all kind of going through, you know, people losing their jobs, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I wanted to go. Um, I had no tickets, no nothing. So I have I decided to get my license, and so I said, well, let me just check it out. And I went into this club down here in Houston, and went in there and got walked in the dress room and did not know that because this wasn't a club I was recruited I just I was living close by it and I said let me check it out and I have to, I got hired and I went in the dress room and four of my main homegirls was in there like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I was at home I was like oh they're my homegirls and these were girls that we had all came up kind of in the business together and these were money makers mm-hmm. so I that I was in the right spot as far as making money because they wouldn't be they wouldn't be there. Actually, yeah, they wouldn't be there. And uh, it actually was easier than I thought. Hmm. It really it, And first thing when they came, girl, you got a pretty face. That's because <laughs> they all said. <laughs> and, and I just didn't have no qualms with it. I mean, there's, I felt, I think I probably felt at my most beautiful when I dropped all the books. Oh, and wow. It, it's and then the cleanliness, too. You'd be surprised. It's cleaner. The girls really? have nothing. The stage is cleaned after every dancer. We wipe the poles down. You know, I wipe my poles down anyway. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was just even the dressing room. Everything, everything was cleaner when you danced. Right. So I would you it. say? So would you say your experience with the all nude was way better than? It was way. Yeah, yeah, and it was at the end of my tenure as a dancer when I was doing the nude because by then my husband and I were really starting to date more, and I was, you know, kind of 
coming from another situation. If y'all ever want to talk about the criminal justice system, been there, done that. Okay. Um, I was coming out and uh, I decided to go back to the club for a second, but I knew at that moment it kind of, I was done. Yeah. I was, I was done. I would go if I had to, but I knew I was, you know, I was done. Yeah. Time to move but I'm always retired. I actually literally am retired out. They throw me a whole something. Wow. Yeah, I go I go out in style. So uh, Oh wow. Relationship with a lot of club owners. I still, you know, have a friend of mine that still manages. I'll drop in and visit on him every now and then. The young girls will look at me like so you know, they kinda look at me feel like, is she coming to work here? <laughs> I'm an old broad. I'm an old ho. I'm an old. You are. Never was a whore. Nothing against the whores, but I never was. So much work. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, girl. It really is. That's that. Take all that. No, I ain't got time for that. Right? I do that. Hey, play, and leave. Now, would you ever consider running a strip club now that you have that experience? Oh, absolutely. I um I have kind of managed clubs before, but owning one if I could, oh yeah. Um a lot of the political bullshit now, not just because of, you know, that politics, but it's still a political situation when it comes to strip clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you still got your two goody two shoes type women too, um, that still want to point like that's the devil's haven. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know about owning one now, but I would like to open a burlesque club. Oh burlesque. Burlesque, oh, okay. With, with Christina Aguilera mm-hmm. and Cher, mm-hmm. a burlesque. I want to open one like that. Oh wow, okay. Well, we okay. would definitely be looking out for something like that to come from you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I tell my husband like whatever you want to do. That. <laughs> that would be that would be great. I would come and visit. <laughs> I would too, just to see how it goes. Not host a meet and greet. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll help you. Yeah, it does yes. sound like you. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, but I really am so glad y'all invited me. Anytime we can talk about anything. Okay. Oh yeah, sounds good. We really enjoyed having you on the show. Yeah. And um, do you have any shout outs before we go? Just to all my brats, I love y'all. You two ladies, keep doing you, doing what you're doing, Black Girl Magic. No, of course, Nurnberg in the house. <laughs> Give me a shout out to Nurnberg. You ain't getting Nurnberg a shout out. Everybody doing you. All you can do is do you. Stay down with you. That's love right. the man in the mirror. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yes. And you, Katina? Um, Yeah, same thing. I want to give a shout out to all the brats, um, all of our listeners, um, God, first and foremost, because he we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for him and his blessings to have this um, this talk show. Yes. And same for me. God first. Um, Angie, thank you. Um, Shout outs to you and your husband and your family. Yes. Shout out to the Brats, of course, all of our listeners. We really appreciate you guys. We hope you continue to listen to us. And just, you know, if you guys have any questions, comments, anything, you can always email us at Twin Lepathy Real Talk Podcast 
at gmail.com. You can hit us up on the um, Facebook in our messenger. We also have an official Twin Lepathy Real Talk podcast uh, group on Facebook. Look us up. Send us a a um, a request, friend request, and we will put you in the group because that that page is on fire too so yes it is okay. yes it is <laughs> yes and, and and we also we also um would like would like donations if anyone would like to do- donate to our cause we would appreciate it and we thank you for your support and love make it rain people make it rain on them <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes we do we do have a paypal account um it's on our page um so if you if you want to donate we would like i said would definitely appreciate it and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts yes yes katina do you have a quote for the night um just be thankful for everything that you have and all the blessings that you get amen Yes. All right. And with that said, we're going to say good night. Good night. Good night, all. Good night. Love you. Love you. Love you too. Bye, girl. Bye. 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 <laughs>